Welcome to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. Wherever you're listening from, welcome. We pray that the truth from the Word of God speaks to your heart during today's message. You have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. When they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child and they shall not escape. Now, I am saying they like that on purpose because last week we looked at the contrasts between the lost and the saved or the watchers and the sleepers. We watch and they sleep. And so. For yourselves know perfectly the day of the Lord coming. But then verse three, when they shall say, it's not us saying that, it's the they, it's the lost. And now watch it, verse four. But ye brethren, see now that's back to us. The whole thing's filled with contrast. Are not in darkness that the day, that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye, that's us, are all the children of light and the children of day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as so do others, but let us watch and be sober. So let us watch. What does that mean? We're going to look at that tonight. And the question comes up, if the day of the Lord occurs after the tribulation and the church won't be around, why are we told to watch? In other words, The question is asked and the question is assumed this way. Why are we told to watch for the day of the Lord? Except we're going to see in the passage, we're not told to watch for the day of the Lord. But the way the question is presented by some that take the post-tribulation viewpoint is to assume that the scriptures are telling us to watch for the day of the Lord. The problem with that question, it's the wrong question asked. And the reason is because what we just said, it assumes that the scripture is telling us to watch for the day of the Lord. So we're going to clear off. We're going to clear out the assumption on this and see if it's correct or not. But I will say that a true student of the word of God should really seek to ask the correct questions. One of them would be why? Are we told to watch? And then a a follow-up question that would be fair is, what are we told to watch? Why and what? Let's read 1 Thessalonians. Uh, Let's see. Let's read it again. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch. It doesn't say for the day of the Lord, does it? It it says, let us watch and be sober for they that sleep in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for an helmet, the hope of salvation. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul, under the Holy Spirit, never tells us to watch for the day of the Lord. He says, let us watch. We aren't told to watch to be delivered. 
we have already be, been delivered, and so we watch. Watching doesn't cause me to be delivered. I am delivered, and this causes me to be to be watchful. It's the same thing with good works and salvation. It's the same thing with baptism and salvation. Um, people say, "Well, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to work your way to heaven." Well, for salvation, no. So why do we as Christians, why do the brethren do good works? We don't do good works in order to be saved. We already are saved. We have salvation. And that causes us to want to do good works and live righteous and holy and obey God's commands. Does that make sense? Why do we get baptized? Well, Church of Christ would tell you, you need to get baptized to be saved. But I trusted the Lord as my Savior. You've trusted the Lord as your Savior. And if you have, you're going to get baptized because you are saved, not in order to be saved. So you don't do good works to be saved, and you don't get baptized in order to be saved. But because you are saved, this causes you to do good works. It causes you to get baptized. And because we have a heart that is thankful and a heart that is grateful to what the Lord did for us, we do good works, we get baptized, and we watch, and we are sober. Our heart's desire as Christians really should be to please the Lord. That should be our heart's desire. If God asks us to fulfill his great commission, which he has, we should gladly want to do that. He asks us to do good works, to be baptized, to live a holy life, to live a separated life, to watch. Then we should be willing and joyfully wanting to obey and serve him. Let's read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 6 again. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Now look at the beginning of verse number 6. What's the old saying when studying the Bible? What's the therefore, therefore, right? We've all heard that before. Therefore, watch. Let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch. Are you a children? Are you a child of the light? I am. Are you a child of the day? I am. We see that in verse number five. Children of the light, children of the day. That being a child of the light being a child of the day. That is your standing. That is my standing before God. That's our position in Christ and our standing before God. And it refers to how we live rather than what we watch for. We live a watchful life. We have watchful living. It doesn't refer to watching for cataclysmic events or signs that are going to happen. It has to do with how we live our life. We live our life as watchers. We live our life through watchful living. You know, we are. A, a current example would be we were sowing seed today. And one of, the, one of the kids had the job of taking the seed 
and dumping the bucket of seed into the the sower. But you know, it's the put the strap over your back, you twirl the thing, and then the seed gets sown. It gets casted, and uh, and then one had to open up the that you had to hold the bag open. Well, if you don't hold the bag open right, and it gets too scrunched, the seed don't go in the bag; goes on the ground. One's holding open, pouring the seed in. Seed goes on the ground. Why? Because you're watching the bag, but then you're not watching the bag. And you think the bag's in one area, but it's not, and the seed goes out. Too many Christians get distracted. And that's all that is, and we all do that. We all have distractions in our life that causes us to watch for things that we shouldn't be watching for. But it's a simple job. Hold the seed bag open. You watch it. As soon as you take your eyes off of it, it's going to crumble and season to go out. But distractions occur. I'm thinking of a distraction right now. So upset at myself. I would tell my kids, you got to be careful what we put on the seat of the tractor because the new tractor, we don't, we don't want the vinyl of the seat to be torn and ripped. Well, you know what you need to open up a seed bag with? Scissors. Scissors are sharp. You know where I should have put the scissors? In my front pocket, but I put them in my back pocket. And your backside sits on the tractor seat. Distraction causes us, causes all of us to get ourselves into trouble. We're not doing anything sinful. We're not doing anything wrong. But we get distracted, and the next thing you know, dad's sitting on the tractor with scissors in his pocket, and then he's yelling. Why? Because he got distracted, and he put his scissors in his back pocket instead of his front pocket and tore the seat. He did the same thing that he asked his kids not to do, and he did it. What does that come from? Not watching and paying attention, not having – and it, it, it's all distraction. Too many Christians are preoccupied with the Fauci flu. They're preoccupied with all this junk that's going on in politics. They're preoccupied with what's going to happen at the next election. They're preoccupied with all of these social issues that are going on. And if we're not careful, that's the distraction. God didn't tell us in his Bible, watch out for Fauci. And then the end of the world's going to come. God didn't tell us, watch out for the next world leader. He told us to live our lives doing what? Fulfilling the Great Commission, gathering and assembling together, learning the Bible, praying, fellowshipping, and getting the gospel out to this lost and dying world. There isn't anything else that has to happen on this earth. Biblically speaking, for the rapture of the church to happen. Everything in the timeline that needed to happen, happened. The only thing that is holding it back from us being caught up like now would just be God's timing. When he says it's time, it's a time. We don't have to wait 
to see what's going to happen with the next whatever's going on in the world. And to say, well, as soon as that happens, yeah, then we're going to no. Each day, each hour, you can say each minute, we're drawing closer and closer and closer. And the Lord is going to call us out of here if we're still alive. But there isn't anything that has to happen, a sign event or anything that we're going to see with our eyes. And if we're looking for that, then we are distracted. We are to watch. We're not to watch for cataclysmic events and signs because none of that has to happen in order for us to be raptured. It's just God's timing. It's whenever he says we're going and we're going. It's only God's timing that is stopping us from being raptured. Was he long suffering to us? Aren't you glad? In one sense, aren't you glad you got a loved one? You get another day to witness to him, another week, whatever it's going to be. When we see, therefore, it first shows us God is not saying, watch in order that you see signs. He's not saying, watch in order that you see events. He's not saying, watch for the day of the Lord. Paul is saying, therefore, watch. You're ch children of the light, children of the day. Live your life as watchful living. So somebody says, well, how can this mean? Well, how can this not mean to watch for something? How can it not mean that? How can it not mean to watch for the day of the Lord? Doesn't watch imply to look for something? So let's follow that thought to its end through the Bible. Look at verse number 10. Watch what it says in verse 10. Who died for us, that be the Lord Jesus Christ, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Whether we wake or sleep. If we're awake, it's to be alertly awake. <laughs> to watch, to be alertly awake. Are you awake? I'm awake. Look at verse number six again. Therefore, let us not sleep. As do others, but let us watch and be sober. We see in verse six, it's the opposite of sleep. If you're awake, then you're not asleep. But I want to look at one other passage. I want to get Mark chapter 14. And see if we can answer this question. How can it not mean to watch for something? Mark chapter 14 Mark chapter 14, verse 37. And he cometh. Well, let's back up uh, to verse 36. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. And he cometh and findeth them sleeping. And saith unto Peter, Simon, sleepest thou? Couldst not thou watch one hour? Watch ye and pray, lest ye enter into temptation. The spirit truly is ready, but the flesh is weak. Does Jesus tell them to watch? Does he say, hey, I want you to watch for soldiers. I want you to stay awake and watch for soldiers, guys. No, he doesn't say that, nor is it implied in the text. Jesus wants them to be alertly awake, to be watchful. And to pray. 
it is specifically correlated to how they live. Are you alertly awake? Are you praying? Are you doing what I asked you to do? He's not asking them to watch for anything. Hey, guys, I'm going to pray. You guys stay awake and watch for enemies. He doesn't say that. It's not implied in the verse. Praying has to do with how you and I live our lives as Christians. And the same in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It's about how we live our life. It should be watchful living. Don't fall asleep like James and John and Peter. You are delivered. You are a child of the day. You're a child of the light. So we really should wake up and we should live like Christians should live. Too many people are concerned about what they want to see in a sign of them. And they're less concerned with how the Lord wants them to live their life. A Christian should live like a Christian. And in this text here in Mark chapter 14, Jesus is specifically addressing their character. You guys fell asleep and I told you to pray. And they didn't want to live the way Jesus asked them to live, at least specifically in that moment. All right, let's go back to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. How do we stay awake? There's a lot of distractions to put us to sleep. We saw in verse six, watch was the opposite of sleeping. We saw, uh, let's read verse, oops. Let's read verse number seven and eight. For they that sleep are in the night and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet, the hope of salvation. How do we watch? How do we stay awake? Did you catch the definition? Did you see the definition in verse eight? Watch. I said watch like we're going over watch. Watch means. Look at it. Putting on the breastplate of faith and love for an helmet, the hope of salvation. How do we stay awake? How do we watch? Well, we don't fall asleep. That's one. Um, we need to be sober. So that means we're not being drunken. And verse number eight defines how we stay awake and how we watch by putting on the breastplate of faith and love for an helmet, the hope of salvation. In first Thessalonians chapter number five, again, it has to do with how you and I live. Are you living a sober life? Are you awake? Are you in tune with what God wants from you? Here's how let us watch is defined specifically in the context of 1 Thessalonians 5. 
it's defined in verse 8. By putting on the breastplate of faith and love for an helmet, the hope of salvation. It has absolutely nothing to do with you and I going out and trying to look at, well, what cataclysmic event's going to happen next? All you have to do. People talk about guns and how our rights are being stripped away from us as Americans for guns. I'm not for that. I want people to be able to get as, 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 as much guns as they want and as much ammunition as they want. So that the good guys don't get overtaken by the bad guys. Okay? I'm a good guy. You put a knife or a fork or a spoon in the hands of someone that has a good heart, they'll do good with it. You put a knife or a fork or a spoon in someone that has a wicked heart, the next thing you know, they're going to poke you with the spoon or the fork because their heart's wicked. Now, with all that said, what's a nine millimeter going to do me any good when somebody releases a virus on us? Not much good, is it? They tell everybody to stay home. No one's going to come to your house anyway. <laughs> They're all locked in their basement. So where I'm going with this is if we are so preoccupied with getting enough ammunition to get through the zombie apocalypse, which look, I, I'm, I'm for guns and all that. What happens when they release a virus? Oh, well, we're going to get all the PPE equipment that we can. Okay, so you're going to get all the PPP equipment. Your guns do nothing for you. Now what happens when there's no fuel? Right? Your guns can't help you. Your PPE can't help you. A mask, a double mask, a double mask and a shield, a double mask and a shield and a vaccine, a double mask, a shield and a vaccine, and in your basement in front of a computer isn't going – that's all about you're going to do because you've got no fuel to go anywhere. Our weapons are not carnal weapons. That's the point. Because if it isn't one thing, it's going to be another. And we just need to have our lives and watch and be sober. Live our lives watchful. Not for the next sign that's going to happen. Or Pray. Put on. In Mark chapter 14, he wanted them to pray. You know what he's telling us to do in 1 Thessalonians? Putting on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Amen. Now, as we close out, it gets better. This kind of watching defined here can be done by anyone. All of us can work on our Christian character, praying, uh, faith, love, hope, all of us can work on how we live. All of us can be working on being alertly awake. That goes for all Christians. If we're told to watch for a cataclysmic event, if we're told to watch for the day of the Lord, which we're not, if we're told to watch for signs, that's only for the select few of Christians that, one, 
have a television or two have a computer and have access to the information. What if you live in a remote area, you're in Christ, you're a brother and sister in Christ, you don't know what's going on. But every single Christian, it doesn't matter if you're in a communist country, a free country, or anything in between, a third world or second world country, all of us as Christians can watch these things, how we live. We can be watchful in our living and our character. We can always be awake on how we can work on it. There are Christians right now. And, you know, I'm in my mind, I'm starting to say, well, thank God it's not us. And I do thank God it's not us. But at the same time, I'm like, like I'm any better than them. I didn't risk what they risk. They're in communist China or communist Russia or communist North Korea in prison. Because they were bold enough to speak up for Jesus Christ. And they can't go out in the street corner or if they did, they got in prison. They had to be careful who they told the gospel to because they could end up in prison. And they're in prison because of that. A friend or a family member snitched on them. The next thing you know, they're in jail. We should pray for our persecuted brothers and sisters. And so when I say, well, thank God that's not us. On one side, I do thank God it's not me because I don't want to be in jail. Do you? I don't want my kids to have to grow up and deal with that. But there's a daddy and there's a mother that is dealing with that right now. And so I say, are we any better? We're not any better. We just have an opportunity that they don't. And so this junk that happens down here, it affects people in different ways. But there's one thing, whether you're imprisoned or not in prison, whether you're in a communist country or a free country, we can all be alertly awake. We can all pray. We can all put on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Would you do that if you were in prison? How does hope and faith and love fit into your world? When you're taken outside of the comfort zone of Walmart being opened all the time, Lowe's being opened all the time, turn the spigot on, water comes out, indoor plumbing, and for the most part, your friends and family and neighbors and workers are nice to you. Minus a bad day or two or three or four during the week. But you pretty much can get at least half the week where it's going on. <laughs> now you're in a dungeon. You can either wait and watch for the next cataclysmic event, or you can get a hold of working on your Christian character, praying, faith, hope, love, something that we all can do as Christians. So I would submit to you that let us watch does not mean in the context of this chapter, it does not mean to watch for the day of the Lord. 
It means we're children of the light. We're children of the day. We should live our lives watchful. And it has to do specifically with how we live as Christians. Watchful living, holy living. We should live our lives as watchers and not sleepers. How many of you kids like to sleep? Mm -hmm. Isn't it fun when you get to wake up, though? Well, it needs to be because God said, wake up and live your life like a Christian. And I'm telling you, the distractions come in different forms to different people, and they come in different forms throughout when you live your life. When you're a child, different distractions are going to come up. You get older, different distractions are going to come up. You get older, older, more distractions come up. God doesn't want us to get off base. He wants us to live our lives for him. It has to do with how you and I live. Let's wake up and live for him. Thank you for listening to the podcast ministry of Pilgrim Baptist Church. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode. In the meantime, you can sign up for our email newsletter at www.pilgrimbaptist.church.